Anyway, okay, while, while, they, get set, while they get sorted out, um, these are one of the great moments in, in church life. Uh, it's just really good fun. They're not all from one family, those children, by the way, okay? You know, they, they are mixtured around. They're sort of like a few different families. But when we come and dedicate children, it is one of the... Can you see over there? Can you see? Okay. It is one of these most joyful things where all we're doing is when we're dedicating children, we are coming and we're just thanking God for children. You know, we're thanking God for the gift of children. We're then going to come and dedicate them to God. And all that means is that we're just going to come and pray for them and say, ask God to bless them and to keep them and to keep them strong. And then we're, gonna, we're just going to, as a church, pray for them as children uh, and for uh, families as well. So, are we all, we all good? So what I'd like to do is, it, why don't we have one set of parents come up at a time and we'll just dedicate one child at a time. Uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Okay, come on. Abby and David, come up. David, come up as well. Fantastic. Good. Hey, Sarah. How are you, lovely? Good. Okay, so this is the wonderful Lucy. Have a good look at her. So what I want to do is, uh, Abby and David, I just want to ask you a few questions. So uh, can, I, can you just firstly say, what is Lucy's full name? And tell us, why did you choose Lucy? And then, if you've got anything just about your hopes and your fears for her, as she just is a little bit sick. Anyway. All right, you say her full name. Okay, hi. Wait, no, no. It's on now? Yeah. Uh, so, her full name is Lucy uh, Grace Winley Kang. Fantastic. And do you want to say anything about why you chose those names? Uh, well, to be honest, we didn't. We were very undecided about the name, weren't we? Right, right until well, pretty much the day. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think we just we just didn't have many names to choose from, did we? I think Lucy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we chose it because my niece said Lucy Grace. That would be such a good name, wouldn't it? And I said. Yeah, I like that sound. I like the sound of it because we couldn't decide on any other names together. And then when, when Lee is her Chinese name, that's why I wanted you to say it. Sorry, yeah. So, uh, um, my, so um, my father's Chinese, so we've had a tradition of having a Chinese name in our family as well. So her, her name is Lee, which means beautiful, basically. Oh, fantastic. Good. Okay. Um, Abby, do you want to say a little bit, what are some of your hopes for Lucy? Well, um, obviously, I want her to become a woman of God, a woman that loves the Lord very much, that wants to see his will done here on earth. Um, I want her to have really good friends that love the Lord. I want her to be a good friend to other people. Um, I want her to be filled with joy. Uh, yeah, those are some big ones. Fantastic. Okay. So can I just ask you some questions? And you just have to try and answer as honestly as you can. Yeah. Will, will you do everything that you can to encourage this wonderful little girl to grow up loving the Lord Jesus with all of her heart and soul and mind and strength? Yes. Yes. 
Absolutely. Uh, and will you do everything in your life to quickly put away anything that might cause her to stumble in the years to come? Man, I like ask the Lord's forgiveness every day already. <laughs> and I say, please, let anything that hinders her from coming to know you from my parenting skills to wash away. <laughs> so, yes. You know, sometimes when, you, when you're a parent, you, you constantly feel, am I doing this right? And you constantly think, am I just making mo loads of mistakes? But, you know, God's grace is on us as parents. And we just, all we can do is the best job that we possibly can. Just keep praying, keep trusting, and then somehow we trust that God will come through on that. I need to ask us as a church a question. Will we do everything that we can to support Abby and David to raise Lucy to become a wonderful little child of God? Yes. We will do. Okay. So, can I, can I hold her? Is that okay? Will she be okay? Yeah, hopefully. Oh, this is... The this is my favourite bit. Oh, I'm sorry, just exposed your back a little bit. So have you got some people who are going to come up and, and pray for Lucy? So um, who is it? That, who is going to come up? Dorla, you're going to come up? And, and a family member, yeah? Yeah, David's mum, Susan. Oh, fantastic, yeah. If you want to come down, that would be really wonderful. Dorla, do you, want, do you want to go first? Just use this and just pray for them, yeah? Yeah, Father God, I want to thank you that you're our Heavenly Father and that you are an example to us as how we should be parents to our children. And I want to pray first of all for Abby and David, and I want to pray that you would help them to be very intentional in the way that they bring up their daughter or daughters. Lord, I want to pray that they would have you in their mind with every decision that they make. They would have you in their mind. Your unity is a, is a really strong one, and uh, just your wisdom. Lord, and where they don't know what to do, Lord, that they would come and ask you for help. Lord, and I want to pray for Lucy as well, and just that she would know that she is made in the image of God, and that you call her to be a reflection of you. And as I was praying for Lucy last night, I was thinking about how... God is multifaceted, like a diamond. You look at different angles and you see different things. And I believe that Lucy will hold surprises for you as parents and perhaps for us as a church as well. And, and Father God, I just want to pray for your anointing on that and your calling on that, that, that Lucy, as she reflects you, Lord, would be full of surprises that draw us to you and point other people to you. And Lord, just you, your anointing on her in that way. Amen. Lord, thank you for the gift of children. Thank you for Lucy, who has brought so much joy into our lives. We ask that you would watch over her, guide and protect her. We pray that she would come to know and love the Lord Jesus and walk every day with him in a journey of faith and trust that grows and lasts forever. We pray for Abby and David. May Jesus always be at the centre of their family life and individually. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit and give them guidance and wisdom as they seek to raise Lucy together with Sarah in your ways. Lord, we pray that Lucy will always know your love and peace surrounding her all the days of her life. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our risen Lord and Saviour. Amen. Amen. I've forgotten how wriggly children are. <laughs> Lucy, may the Lord bless you and protect you. 
And we pray that the Lord's face would radiate with such exquisite joy because of you. <laughs> we pray, O oh Lord, that the Lord would be gracious to you. We pray that the Lord would show you his favour and the Lord would give you his peace. In your wonderful name, O oh Lord. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you. You got a nice on you. That's good. <laughs> you can sit there if you want, or you can wherever, wherever's been. <laughs> Elliot, you're a bit bigger than usual, aren't you? This is amazing. <laughs> One of the great sort of like things of not having church for a while and not being able to do dedications is that. Actually, we're in this wonderful point of dedicating Elliot, who is actually quite a big young man, really. I'm not, Elliot, I'm not going to hold you like that, okay? I think I would die if I did that. I might have come down a little bit, down to your level. But um, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's really good. So uh, uh, Steve and Laura, it's just brilliant to have you up here. Just tell us, that, can you tell us a little bit about Elliot? Um, why don't you tell us what, what Elliot's like? Tell us some of the, the very best characteristics of Elliot. <laughs> In fact, Florence and, and Joshua, can you tell us one, one thing that is really good about Elliot as well? He's quite funny. Oh, okay. He is good for playing with. Oh, very good, yeah. Um, uh, Elliot is really full of joy and he's very sweet-natured. He's very cuddly. He loves cuddles. He loves snuggling. And he loves dinosaurs. And uh, when I asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up, he said he wants to be a teacher and he wants to teach reception children. Wow. And he wants to teach them how to play the drums. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's really good. So I do know Elliot pops into the office every now and again when Laura's doing baby basic stuff. And I do know you're really good at gardening, aren't you? I know Daniela in the garden just loves it when you go and help out because you're really good at that. Uh, Steve, did you want to add anything to that? No, I think, I think um, what they said, he is just a very joyful little boy and a lot of fun, yeah. Fantastic, very good. Uh, so, and can you just tell us a little bit, um, Elliot's name, what's his full name and why yeah. Elliot? And so his name's Elliot Isaac Newbury. And um, I think, you know, I, I was just looking, you know, it's four years ago that we named him. I was looking back at what they all meant, trying to remind <laughs> myself. Because Duncan, fortunately, uh, gave us a bit of a, a heads up. And um, I think, you know, what, what really... What I remember about naming him at the time and how we chose his name is it's a name Isaac um, was sort of like, you know, it was obviously a character in the Bible. Um, and Abraham and Sarah, his parents, were promised that they were going to have a, a son. And actually, they laughed. And actually, Isaac means to laugh. Mm. Um, but the amazing thing about that story is that even though they didn't believe God because they were too old to have kids, they thought, oh, yeah, no, we're not going to have kids. They kind of laughed it off. Actually, God, you know, we were just talking about grace and needing grace to be parents. And absolutely, we, yeah, we, we know a lot about that. But um, I, I think the, you know, the really amazing thing is that God then redeemed that and how, um, how you know, Isaac means to laugh. Yeah. And how, uh, you know, even though that they didn't believe God, that God gave them Isaac. And that even though they tried to do things on their own and in the wrong ways, that God had grace and that he brought Isaac into so, yeah, so I think, you know, what we want for, um, you know, the, w one of the things that, um, one of the reasons we called him Isaac was just because, yeah, we wanted him to be someone who was full of joy. Mm. And we, yeah, we want, we just so need God's grace. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Fantastic. 
So I, I need to ask you the same question that I asked Abby and David. Will you, will you guys, in fact, all four of you, <clears throat> so including you two as well, will you do everything that you can to encourage Elliot to grow up to love the Lord Jesus with all his heart and soul and mind and strength? Yes. Yes. Marvellous. And will you do everything that you can to encourage him to be a young man full of faith who shines for Jesus? Yes. Good. Church, will you do everything that you can to encourage this wonderful little boy to grow up to love Jesus with all his soul, heart, mind and strength? Yes. yes. Fantastic. Okay. So um, some people are going to come and pray for you. Um, uh, the Morgans are going to come down. Sandy's going to come down. Fantastic. Bryn, are you coming down as well? Yeah, well, you are now. You are now. <laughs> Fantastic. There you go. Can I come around this side? Yeah, come here. Yeah, yeah when I was um, praying for you, Elliot, um, actually the word that I got specifically for you was um, joy. So it's interesting that when your parents have been talking about you, they've been talking about joy. And when I think of you, Ellie, I always think about your smile because you have like an amazing smile. And you're also really good at making other people laugh and you're um, a very joy-filled boy. And I felt God was saying to you, um, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. And that is in Nehemiah. And I'll write that down for you. But um, the other verse that I had for you um, is in Isaiah. And it says, do not fear, for I am with you. Sorry. <laughs> Turn the page. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I just really felt that, Elliot, that God wants you to know that he is your strength, that he is going to go with you, and that you're going to have some really cool adventures with God. And um, just to know that he is with you. So, yeah, we just thank you, God, for Elliot. We thank you for his beautiful smile. We thank you for the way that he makes people laugh. And we thank you for the joy that is in him. And we just pray your joy over him and that he would um, just know for all his days that you are with him and that he would follow you all the days of his life. Amen. Amen. Yeah, um, I'm just going to pray for, for you as a family and um, particularly Steve and Laura as parents. We just, Lord, we just... Thank you so much for the new priest. We thank you so much for uh, Steve and Laura um, and yeah, all, all, all that they bring to, to us as a church family, Lord. And we just pray, pray your blessings over them as parents, Lord. We thank you for uh, these three wonderful children. Thank you for Joshua, Florence and, mm-hmm. and Elliot. And we thank you that, that they are growing up uh, in, in your church, Lord, um, that they're learning about you. And I just pray for Steve and Laura that yeah, you just give them such grace, Lord, as parents. Would you give them incredible patience, Lord? Would you give them, um, you know, moments of, of joy in, in um, you know, difficult times when, you know, it's, it's so busy, Lord, and um, life gets difficult. We pray for great moments of joy. And, um, and yeah, just bless them, Lord. Bless them with everything they, they need as parents and as a family. In, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 <clears throat> Let me just... I was just thinking, how can I do this? Look, I'm just going to come here. Elliot, come here, my friend. Um, <clears throat> Elliot, may the, the Lord bless you and protect you. We pray that the, the Lord's face would radiate with such joy because of you, that the joy he's put within you would radiate to other people. And Heavenly Father, we pray, would you give him your wonderful grace? We ask that you would protect him and you would show him your extraordinary kindness. 
Father, we thank you for this young man. We pray, would you bless him? Keep him in you, we pray, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. There you go. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Right, the coolies. Come up, the coolies. Hey. <laughs> Look, it's all you up there. Ah, oh, it's amazing. Okay, so you've, you've you got a mic. Do we know this family? So this is the wonderful Joshua. Tell us. Here, do you want this one, Zoe? Uh, do you want to? What, what? However you want to do it. But one of you tell us about Joshua, and then one of you tell us about the names and what you're calling Joshua. Yeah, I'll start with the name. Um, so he's got a few names. <laughs> Joshua, Isaac, John. Um, Joshua, it, again, it, it, similarly, it took us a while to decide, but it means the Lord is salvation, and Joshua is brave and courageous in the Bible, and we, um, we just felt that was a good name for him. <laughs> Isaac, again, the new priest said exactly what we were going to say <laughs> Isaac, so it means he laughs and we thought, you know, that's a great thing to speak over him. And John is his grandpa's name and his other grandpa's middle name. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a good name. So that is why we called him that. Amy, what do you love about Joshua? I love, I love that, he's, that he's sort of funny and he plays with me. Oh, brilliant. So just, um, <laughs> Joshua is, if you've spent any time with Joshua, he's full of character. And uh, just before, before he was born, I was praying, and I just felt that God, he'd be someone who, who wrestles for justice. And so that's kind of our aspirations for him. So he's someone who wrestles, and he definitely has that character who wrestles and is um, quite strong-willed and full of character and full of life. Um, and so pray for us to have the ability to guide him. But just, we're, we just really feel that he'll be someone who goes after justice in, in this world. Amen. Very good. Okay. So I need to ask you two the same question that I've asked uh, everybody else. That will you, will you encourage this wonderful little man to love the Lord God with all his heart and mind and soul and strength? We will. We will. We, yeah. We will. Good. good. Yeah. <laughs> and will you put out anything in your life that might cause him to stumble in the years to come? For sure. We will. And church, will we do everything that we can to encourage this family to grow up to love the Lord? their God with all their heart, soul, mind and strength. Oh, very, very good. Okay. So, um, Jill, you're going to come and pray. And Daisy B. And also, can I just... It, this is all about Joshua today. But this is the wonderful Daisy Garber. Okay. And she's a very special young lady. She was the first, like, she was the first child born in the church when we planted the church years and years ago. And the first child dedicated. But anyway, it's about Joshua. But anyway, Daisy. Basically, we just have to acknowledge that she, this is a wonderful young lady. And we're going to pray that actually Joshua and these, fat, these kids grow up in the same way that Daisy has. So you're going to go first, Daisy. Lord God, we pray over Joshua and all he is. And we pray that as he grows older, he grows to know you and knows that you're his saviour and that you died for him. Lord God, I pray that his adventurous and unique mind and his want to know the entire world and what everything does and how it all works draws him closer to you and draws others closer to you. 
And I pray for his family and everyone surrounding him and the church surrounding him as they help him on this journey. Amen. Amen. Will it be okay if I hold him? Okay. Um, when I was um, thinking what I was going to pray, I went straight. I felt God say to me, um, he'll be a man after my own heart, like David. And God, so that's what we want to pray for Joshua, that he would be a man after your own heart. Lord, I pray for him as he's a boy, as he's a teenager, as he grows to be a man, that we, he would be someone who follows after you and seeks after you with all of his heart, mind and strength. And Lord, that you would direct his paths and his ways and you'd lead him and guide him. And uh, also, Lord, I, we just want to speak like that he would be a worshipper of you. And Lord, I don't know if the family kind of, um, kind of thing about music is going to come through, but Lord, whether he's musical or not, I pray he would be a worshipper of you, Father, and lead others to worship as he worships, Father. And Lord, that you would just be with this family, Lord, as they... Um, parent, that you would give them strength, you give them um, everything that they need, you give them wisdom, and you'd be with them in the good days and the bad days, Lord, they know to hold on to you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was going to come and, no, I'll just, that's fine. Yeah, shall I, shall, shall I come in? No, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this wonderful little boy. May the Lord bless you and keep you and protect you. And Joshua, may the Lord's face shine with real joy and happiness because of you. May God be gracious to you and kind to you and always abundantly protect you. And Father, we thank you for... Amen. Well done. Amen. And we thank you for this boy. And we just pray, Lord, would you be with him? We pray for him that, Lord, you would, you would guard him, you would guard his thinking as he, in the steps of his life. We pray, would you be with him, O oh Lord? Father, we thank you. We, we pray for Andrew and Zoe, and we pray for, for Steve and Laura, and we pray for Abby and David, and this, the complexity of being parents. And we say, Lord, please, would you help them? Would you give them patience and wisdom? and understanding, and as much sleep as they need, O oh Lord. In your precious name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke, Luke chapter 2. Uh, this isn't a photograph of a guy called Simeon, but it is a well-known painting of this guy called Simeon. And we're just going to read this this. This is the moment when Jesus was dedicated, when Jesus was taken into the temple. In the same way we've had these little children coming in, we just prayed for them. This is the moment when the same thing happened um, to Jesus. And it's uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, this old man. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. It just means, consolation of Israel means the time when Israel would be consoled, would be comforted, encouraged. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he'd seen the Lord's Christ, the Messiah. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus for him to, uh, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took the little Jesus in his arms and, said, and blessed God and said, God, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. 
For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father, Jesus' father and mother, marveled at what was being said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword, by the way, will pierce through your soul also, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. I'm just going to really quickly, a few things that we can learn about this story when Jesus was taken into the temple and dedicated. And the first thing that I just wanted to say is this, that and I, when I read the, these verses, this morning, I hadn't even seen it for a while, but it said, Simeon, this old man, he was in the Holy Spirit. And, he, and then he was in the Holy Spirit, and then he walked into the, Holy, into the temple, and he said he was, like, he was full of the Holy Spirit. And it, it just it struck me that I've been asking myself that question a lot recently. What does it mean like, to live in the Holy Spirit? Because I want to be somebody like Simeon, who could be waiting for years and years, and thinking, oh God, you're going to do something. And then suddenly you see this little baby, and immediately you think, that's it. That's what I've been waiting for. God, I could die now because I've seen this little baby. And I want to be somebody who walks with the Holy Spirit like that. I want to be so hungry to know more of the Spirit in my life that I can see something of God and think, you know, this is the moment that I've been waiting for. And when it, that in the Bible, it talks about the Holy Spirit. It talks about the Greek word. Is, I, I know no Greek. I do know a few Greek people, but I don't know very much Greek people. But I, the word Greek is paraclete, and it's, it means the Holy Spirit is this one who comes alongside, who acts as your advocate. If you are in a weak position, the Holy Spirit will come and act as your advocate, and the Holy Spirit will come along as your helper. And I want to be a man that is filled with the Holy Spirit. And Simeon was this man who lived, I think he must have lived every day hungry for God. I'm sure he must have gone into the temple and just been hungry for God to know more of God's spirit being poured out on him. And when we are like that, Jesus has a habit, doesn't he, of turning up where he is most wanted. The Holy Spirit has a habit of filling people who most want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Simeon was that man. And I want to be like that. You know, sometimes when um, we have have three children and... um, it was, sometimes it would be a little bit bad when they were younger. People would almost say, oh, if, forgive me for saying this. Oh, if only we could just like, be like that family. <laughs> and you just think, if only you knew. <laughs> Manuela, Manuela knows that she, she, yeah, yeah. If only you knew. The arguments in the car on the way in. The forced smiles in worship. <laughs> The long, long telling off when the children are just desperately saying, I think I've understood now. Can you stop telling me off now? The moments of anguish and, and pain. And, you know, sometimes you, we can get to this place where you can almost have churches like this catwalk of like, holiness, can't you? And you think, oh, it's all right for them. But I just need to let you know it's not okay for anybody. There's this sense of, oh, no, uh, uh, we live flawed lives. Anybody who says that being a parent is easy, anybody who's saying that being alive is easy, they're just like, it's nonsense. 
But in the midst of it all, I want to be like Simeon. Because in Christ, all things come together. And actually, when we, when we just love Jesus and we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, he will guide us and he will lead us. I, I want to also grow up to have a beard like that. That would be great, wouldn't it, to be a, have a beard like Simeon. Okay, so that's my first point. Simeon, he was just a man in the Spirit. He just saw things. And I want to see things in the Spirit. Number two is this. Jesus, you, you can tell Jesus was definitely, if you read that passage, Jesus was born with a purpose, wasn't he? Simeon was waiting for like all his life to see Jesus come in. And he said, no, now I've seen, I know, this is the man that's going to bring hope to the world. This is the man who is uh, the, like this really small little baby, and yet he's got a massive calling on his life. And ultimately, this little baby that was there, by the way, in that picture, he's got Jesus with very blonde hair. I don't think, by the way, Jesus had blonde hair. Just putting it out there, I don't think that's true. But this little baby, Simeon, saw it and said, in this little child, actually everybody who comes to this child is going to be able to come before Almighty God with no guilt and no shame. Imagine that. Imagine being able to come before the God who made everything guiltless, forgiven, and free. And Simeon knew it. And he knew that 33 years later, that this child, who lived a perfect life, was going to grow into a man that was then going to die on a cross to carry my sin and your sin. I mean, it's just extraordinary. We know it all the time, don't we? We, we hear the gospel all the time. But sometimes I just think, oh God, please tell me again the truth of this, that I can stand before you and I don't have to look away. You know, sometimes the funny thing is when you look at kids, you know, because of the theme of kids, you'd sit kids down and you'd say, now, look at me. They will look anywhere. They will look anywhere apart from at you if they're guilty. And it's the easiest thing in the world, isn't it? They just know if they're guilty, they can't really look. There's something about human beings. You can't, you can't look into somebody's eyes and be guilty. There will come this point, my dear friends, when you and I, we will look God in the eye and we will look back at him. And we won't feel guilty, even though we've lived pretty catastrophic, <laughs> guilt-laden lives, but we will be free. Because Jesus took the penalty for us. Jesus had a very clear purpose. And I just want to say to you that every child has a purpose in life. Every single child has a purpose in life. Jesus said this, as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. Every single child, every thing from little embryo onwards has a purpose. And one of those, but that's why we ask these likely parents, will you do everything you can to encourage that your children to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind and strength? Yeah, it's because one of the purposes of children is they, they need to be part of this chain of humanity that goes on through the years and years and years of people that love Jesus. That's part of our responsibility. And their job as parents is to nurture them and to guide them and to encourage them and occasionally to discipline them, but above all else, love them in a way that they won't question that their Heavenly Father loves them as well just to keep loving them. And you know, and somebody said to me that every single child is born with a particular purpose, to love the Lord your God, right. But also, I believe in God's goodness, he gives every child something that they are very, very good at. And sometimes you've just got to find the thing that that child is good at. And I think, you know, even for us as parenting, you're thinking, I've, I tell you what, I've got plans for my children. 
I have got good plans for my children. I know what they're going to do. I know it's school. I know it's university. I know, it, I know what they're going to do. And sometimes God says, ha ha, but I've got other plans for them. No, 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 God, you don't understand. You don't know your children like I know them. This is what they need. And sometimes, you know, we've had to learn the lesson to sometimes to let go of what we think our plan, particularly actually for me, because I'm a little bit more aggy like that. I just, no, God, this is the plans. And I have to learn to let go and say, God, you have got plans for these children that I do not know about. And actually, whether you're a parent or not, we need to be looking at all the children and the young people and constantly speak words of grace and affirmation into the saying, no, you are so good at that. Just find something that children are really good at and speak the words of goodness and truth and grace into them. If you, if you want to know the verse that backs that up, it's Ephesians 2.10. God's created us, for we're creating Christ Jesus to do good works which he's prepared in advance for us to do. Everybody's got that over their lives. Okay. The third thing that I just want to say uh, is this. Mary, it says in the Bible that, that Mary and Joseph were speechless with surprise. <laughs> It says they marvelled about what was being... They marvelled. They, they thought, well, this, we've got this little splodgy kid, and now this man, Simeon, who's this old like, hero of the faith, is coming speaking words of, it, of extraordinary grace into my child's life. In the message version of the Bible, it says, Jesus' father and mother were speechless and surprised at their words. I, I don't know why they were so surprised, but God... I think we just need to come back and say, no, God does have plans. And I think we want to be saying that I would like my children to use like, our sense of devotion to God as a platform on which they spring forward. That my goal is that, that they would far exceed where we're at. My, my goal is that they would plant hundreds of churches across North London. You know, not just one or two, hundreds of the things. They would start gospel fires all over the place. That they would go into countries where they're like, the gospel has never been preached before. Whereas we, we've been a little bit too scared to do that. But we would be pushing no, say, come on, God is on you. God is on you. God has got extraordinary plans for your life. And then occasionally you think, how can, if you've seen children from the same family, how on earth, God, tell me how you can have some children out of the same mould and are so different. What's going on? Barking mad. I'll tell you, one of the reasons why that happens is this. Because God's got an individual plan for each one of these children. And they're different. And they need to be moulded and shaped differently. And we need to be the, the, the people of faith that will speak grace and kindness and encouragement and occasionally booting them on and say, come on, God's got plans for your lives. Uh, the last one is this. Uh, number four is that just need to warn you that um, <laughs> parenting will cause both pain and joy. <laughs> and Jill said, yeah, if you want to say about pain, yeah, you have to say there'll be joy as well. Okay. Um, <clears throat> can I just, just put your hands up. Does anybody know who Austin McBroom and Catherine Piaz are? Okay. Just... Can you put the next slide on, Tim? Oh, there you go. Yeah. So this morning, I googled famous family Instagram influencers. Daisy, do you know them? Yeah, one person knows them. Uh, so this, this is what I just... 
Yeah, exactly. This is the quote that I found, I found of them. Uh, the one of the top Instagram in, in, influencer families. These guys are from California. They're an example of a happy family that goes crazy, makes fun, visits interesting places, and just shares the most important moments together. When we have each other, we have everything, writes Austin under one of, the po under one of his posts. Do you know what I sometimes just think? If you could do the metaphorical, put that picture up, and I don't know this family, okay? I don't know this family. I, 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 I need to be careful not to, like, to judge them in any way. But one thing I do, need, I do think we need to be so, so careful is looking at all these pictures of perfect families and thinking, oh, that's, it's just always going to be like that. And, the, and you can look on Instagram and you can see them all the time and they will, they, will, they will never post things when things go badly wrong. They only post pictures when they're smiling or visiting the most amazing places with the most amazing backdrops and everything is going absolutely perfectly for them. It's just not life and it's not real. And you look at it if you want to, but you have to know, you have to deconstruct it for what it really is. Sometimes it's a pernicious lie that just gets into our heads and makes us think we're rubbish. <laughs> and I just, I want to urge us to be, to be careful looking at Instagram or looking around us and comparing ourselves to other people. Whereas, what happened when Jesus was taken, in fact, could we go, could we go on one? I, I can't bear to have that on the screen for too long. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to something that's a little bit more Bible-based. You know what happened when, when Jesus, when Mary and Joseph took Jesus into the temple and Simeon said this, this, is the, this young little baby here is the hope of the world, but he will pierce your heart with pain. It's tricky. He says this, that he will be misunderstood, contradicted, rejected, and it'll feel like you've been stabbed. But he said that because of that, though, that the deepest hearts of many will be revealed. The deepest thoughts of many will be revealed. And, you know, I think sometimes we just need to recognise that there is, there is pain, you know, when in life is painful. Life is really painful. And we have to deal with the complexities of life. And sometimes we, we don't really understand it. There are certain situations I do not understand why God allows certain things to happen. So I just, I, I do not know. <laughs> I just, we, we cannot really understand that, but the one thing that I do know is this, that in those moments of acute pain, in the same way that Simeon spoke into Mary's life and said, this child is going to be the hope of all the world, and yet he's also, it's going to be painful, it's going to be a rocky journey. I do know that that came from a man who is deeply, deeply in the presence of Jesus. And that, my friends, is where I think we find meaning. In the complexity of life, I want to be the person that just drives myself into the presence of Jesus. You know, I, I am really, <laughs> I have two, I don't know how many nieces I have, I have quite a few actually, but I have two of my nieces, they weren't brought up in a particularly Christian family, and, um, but they are so on fire for Jesus, so on fire for Jesus. The reason is, I, I'm pretty convinced, is that their grandma just prayed consistently for them. My mum. And, and, you know, it's just, I think she just thought, no, I'm my mum, who in the end, she went completely, she was doolally most of her life, to be fair, actually, she was barking mad. But, but she, in a, in a really lovely, lovely way, you know, many stories I could tell you about, but anyway, but she, she just prayed, you know, 
And she prayed for these two young girls. And they are just on fire for Jesus. And sometimes when we think things don't work, aren't working out and pain crouch, you know, encroaches into our lives, I think the only thing that we can do is say, okay, I'm just going to come back and I'm going to turn it back to you, Jesus. Would you try and make sense of it? To come back into the place where Simeon started, in the presence of Jesus. Because in the presence of Jesus, his grace washes over us. He doesn't always explain why, but he is the one who comforts. He is our advocate. He speaks up on behalf of those who are powerless. Having said that, you can't just talk about pain. (laughs) But Jesus came to bring extraordinary joy to bring purpose and meaning. And in the same way, when we look around and we see some of these children, you know, when, when Josh was just sort of like running around and can we pick him up? No, no, he just wants to run. He thinks, yeah, come on, just do it, just run. Run with all your, here we go, run with all your heart, you know. But there is something about, and we need to be the people that, that see the joy in, in situations and see the joy in children and encourage them and know God is good. Uh, there were, just last thing to, to finish with is this, that, Occasionally, people used to say to us, when we had like really little children, and they would say to us, when they were six, they, and then one child was really naughty, they would say, I think you're going that way, well done. <laughs> Slightly lost, it's fine. When a child was like really naughty at six, somebody would come to us occasionally and say, oh, you wait till they're eight. <laughs> That's awful. Or when they were one, they would say, oh, you wait till they're two. That is really bad. <laughs> whatever age, whatever age, you know. You know they're 33 now. You wait till they're 35. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is. But some people will just like prophesy sort of like pain and, and doom and it's all going to get worse. And just think, no, I am not having it. I'm not having it. Enjoy every single moment. And when you see children running around, like this little boy here, you think, no, enjoy it. Now, God is good. God will bring extraordinary joy into our lives if we can be in his presence and just know that it won't be like an Instagram family. It won't be like that. There is the reality of life in our hearts. We need to keep praying for Lucy and Joshua and Elliot. It's funny this morning, just praying for children, also praying for people that you know. Actually, there's sometimes, even coming to a service like this is painful because you think, oh, I'd like children. Well, we'll just keep bringing it to God. Been praying for you this morning. I know some people in here, you think, oh, I'd love to have, love to have children. And... This morning, we're just going to keep praying. Just keep praying. God's heart over you. God's blessing over your life. Can I just ask you to stand with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you that Simeon was a man in the spirit. Help us to be men and women so in love with you, Holy Spirit, Pray, Lord, that we would always see your purpose for these, the, the, ch- the lives of the children around us. I pray that every single one of us, Lord, would catch on to that sense of, no, this is what you've called me for, that we would be unashamed, that we would step into it. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't be surprised when you call us to do extraordinary, wonderful things. And we pray too, Lord, that we would be the men and women that are in your presence, in the joy 
and in the pain of life. Help us to be courageously worshipping of you, Lord. I I pray, Lord, that you would see phenomenal breakthrough in our lives when we recognise the reality of our situations and yet we still come into your presence. Father, thank you. Lord, we we lift up Lucy and Joshua and Elliot. Thank you for these extraordinary little children. We pray pray your, your guarding over them. We pray for their parents. We ask, O oh Lord, that today would be a significant day of, of filling them with your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. Jesus.